There's so much. I have a lot on my mind. Well, go ahead. I mean, I by all means, take the I was, lead. I was going to begin with some disappointment, but at first I'm, I'm going to begin wow. with something extraordinary. Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm on I the just, edge of my seat. After shooting around for a little while with Michael and Mariana, basketball folks, um, I challenged Michael to a game of one-on-one, came to 11. Okay. Do you know what the score of the first game was? I have no idea. I wasn't out there. Somebody had zero and somebody had 11. That's not true. True. You you skunked him? Shut him out. That's shocking. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> Every my fall away was working. Wow, I had, I had, I had so two a, hook shots. Was he, he was so, so angry. He was so upset. He was so upset. Mariana, so Mariana, please be quiet. <laughs> Mariana, you made it on the Mariana, podcast. Say hi. Hi. Okay, thanks. You made the podcast. <laughs> Debut. Podcast no, get out of here. Yes. So, um, and then the second game I was winning and then he came back. I got to give him credit. He had like um, four, two pointers in a row to win. Wow. And the third game was my biggest disappointment. I was beating him 10 to six and I choked. He came back to beat me, but it doesn't matter. I shut him out. So he won two The 47 year old fatty, fat, fat dad <laughs> shut out the 16 year old super athlete. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm a little sore right now. You're not going to be able to walk <laughs> I'm not tomorrow. Be able to walk in the morning. But I'm really proud. Doesn't matter. It was worth it. It literally felt like the glory days. Wow. So that was your really exciting thing it of the became, day. It became it became my most exciting thing. And then what are you disappointed about? Because you were going to start with some I negativity. Chick Fil A. What about Chick Fil A? I just it's two out of three orders. They screw up. <laughs> I mean, this is supposed to be like the customer service champions of the world. I love them, except now they've 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 gone down a notch. Kind Granted, of, kind of like how you took the star away from um, our friend Steve in the flooring <laughs> well, department that, of Lowe's. That, that was going to be part of this conversation eventually. <laughs> yes, just like that. Our new friend Steve. You, your your new friend Steve. I'm, I I'm going to invite him to poker. You don't even. I'm going to find him, him again. I almost looked. I almost looked for him this morning when I went. <laughs> if, you know what? I'm so proud of you making a new friend like that at a store. <laughs> My antisocial husband. That's correct. Who doesn't like to talk to strangers? I like funny people, and he but was you, funny. He was a funny guy. I, we he, hit it off right you away. Guys had the same sarcastic, funny sense of humor. Same haircut too. And you were both bald. That's true. <laughs> and he has facial hair too, I believe. You believe you don't remember whether well, it was tough because your had best the mask friend. You don't mask. remember if your best well, friend. Had a mask had a on. That's true. He did have a mask on, so I don't really know. So yeah. you're disappointed with Chick Fil A. I demand nothing but excellence. Granted, we we order, we order a ridiculous hundred, amount of food from Chick Fil A when we go to them. Of food when we order from Chick Fil A, and you're upset that they miss a couple of things. They missed it's a whole, a, to be fair, to be fair, they missed a bag of food. Okay, well, it was was it just <coughs> it wasn't sitting, one item? Was it just no. sitting there and they missed no, it? No, remember I had to I had to wait for another twenty minutes for it. Okay, last time I went in order to a giant order, they just were missing one fry, so that was pretty impressive. Oh, so you they were missing something that time too? So it's three yes. in a row now. What did they miss the last time before that? I drove away without a fry. You do realize how far away I know. You are from I, the I was. I, well, I was going back to 
take a sip of my wine and then you ask me a question. So I came back in. No, that's going to be really fun out, to listen to. And then I'm going back in. Shh, take a sip. There you go. That's gross. <sighs> <laughs> we haven't had wine uh, doing episode in a long time. We just, you drank a glass of wine like the last episode we no, did. No, I didn't. I Probably it was the one before that. Then. Oh, okay. Well, felt like, so that's not it really like a long forever. time. It feels we like just... <laughs> Anyways, that would, that, um. So you're disappointed with Chick-fil-A. All right. But Chick-fil-A still is the best. So. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Whether they forget your order, people make mistakes. I like, mean. They got to be better. But they have great, great friendliness. Our Dunkin' Donuts in Rehoboth never screws up my order. Do you order $104 worth of Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> no, when you go? I'm I just, bet if you did, I bet they'd mess something up. Maybe. I'm just saying. That's maybe. a lot of food. Mm. I try to make it as simple as possible because I order like the four sandwiches at a time, like build your family meal. Okay. So what's their excuse? I'm not really sure. It's not like we're ordering swordfish and filet mignon. Speaking and, of swordfish. Oh, I know sword, my, my swordfish future- Swordfish or swordfish? Swordfish. Okay. My future brother-in-law doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think, but- he had this grill. I showed you a picture of it. This grill at the birthday party on Sunday night. To be fair, it was a fire pit no, grill. A fire pit grill. That's what I'm saying. It's a fire pit grill. It was the coolest thing well, I've I ever just, seen. I was trying to give them a better picture of it. Because if you think grill, you think... Oh, sorry. You were kind of going backwards with I it. I was going to describe it. And he put lamb, individual little lamb chops you don't on like the grill. Meat. You don't eat meat? And actually, I did that joke with a guy who was there because I said, uh, "Always make that it's joke okay. when it." Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I make lamb, and he just looked at me, and I said, "Have you ever seen my big fat Greek wedding?" And he said, "I don't think so." I said, "Well, there's this." And then I had to explain. How the old joke. was the guy? No, he was, he was your age, my age, a little in between us. Actually, well, which right one? Between, it was right in between our ages. Actually, <laughs> it was like forty-three. Your age, my age. Well, you know, we're, we're very different ages, you and I. So, <laughs> anyways, the point is, is that he. After he was done gr grilling for like an hour and a half on this fire pit grill mm -hmm. over over wood, because that you can put charcoal in it, but they literally just used wood logs. I mean, it was, oh my gosh, the lamb was to die for. Then he's like, now I have to go get the swordfish. And I'm like, you're grilling. You haven't left this fire pit. His face was like red because he <laughs> was over this and the host. then he put no he was it was amazing then he put all this swordfish on oh my gosh it was so no, good have you ever eaten swordfish yes when i don't know you would I don't have know, a food diary. You would no, know if no, you ate no, swordfish. No. It's I, not I, like regular and I, fish. You and I are different when it comes to this. I remember like maybe one meal my entire life. You have never eaten swordfish. I have, 100%. I'd put, I'd put money on it. Well, how would you, you prove, can't even how would you win that bet? You can't remember when or how you but ate it. I don't it. like fish, so it's not memorable to me. I don't like fish either, but swordfish is an, eh. not like your typical eh. fish. Yeah. It's thick like a doesn't, piece of chicken or steak. That doesn't... It doesn't right. flake like regular fish. Mm -hmm. It's meaty. It's like, and it doesn't have a fishy flavor. Poor, poor fish. What? What are you, like a vegan now? No, just, just don't want to eat fish. I like fish. That's not true. Are our fish still alive? They are still alive. Man. Actually, the cat did try eating them multiple times. If my sister would come over, um, which she's due to come over tomorrow... She can feed them because she feeds hmm. them like once every other week when she comes. I know people were the worst when it comes to taking care of our fish. Hmm. Somehow they've survived. 
So anyway, I don't think you've eaten swordfish, but okay, maybe you have. If you could someday deep down in the recesses of your memory, remember where you ate I'm it. I'm not going to make an attempt to do that. Because you can't. It, it's not important. Well, I mean, for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> I think it is. You make me try to remember certain things like, well, when did that happen? Well, where? I don't know. I don't know. That's usually when happened. you like, accuse me of something. Well, that. Sure. That's, that's, that's a little true. more defensive. You did X, Y, Z. Well, <laughs> when when did I do X, Y, Z? I don't know, but you did. <laughs> My eating swordfish has no bearing on your life whatsoever. Right now it does. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. You've eaten. You've eaten swordfish. Listen, I just want to say to the uh, to the audience that, you know, this past weekend, I it was very difficult for me. I was away from you. Wow. So beautiful. Was it really that difficult? I, I, you know, I miss you when we're not together. You know that. I do know that. I actually do enjoy being around you most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a nice thing you ever <laughs> said to me. <laughs> but it was a good work trip. It went really well. That's good. Went down to, uh, as folks, as you know, I was going down to the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Right, over right. The, right over the Potomac. As my pastor calls it, mm-hmm. the Holy Land. I guess. I don't... Okay. That's what he calls it. Yes. That's... Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful. Well, I met some really nice people. We mm-hmm. had about 50 or so people in person, and I think it was another 150 who were attending live virtually, and I believe they have another 150 or so who will be watching the recordings of it, and it went... That's great. It was a beautiful that's day. A God... Guy was awesome and gave us grace to do our job. It was great giving a presentation for work outside of the Archdiocese of Boston because I haven't given anything live in person in Boston yet, but that'll come. It's true. It was a good trip with uh, Chris Donnie, who was uh, uh, my uh, co-pilot, and we had a nice time and enjoyed it and a lot of driving. A lot of driving. A, that was a lot of driving yeah. in a short a lot, amount of but it was, time. But it was, very, it was worth it and... and uh, so thank you to the good folks. Maybe some of you, I did promote Raising Eight. And so maybe you'll listen to this episode. Thank you for your hospitality. If you are. Nice. God bless the good people of the Diocese of Arlington. And we went to Mass after the uh, our workshop day. We stayed, it was a parish, St. Agnes, that hosted us. And we went to the Mass after. And the pastor, who also happens to be the kind of like the the secretary, I believe, for evangelization. I don't know what his official title is, but he's kind of the boss man. He wasn't at the workshop, but he said mass and gave a wonderful homily. And of course, it was Good Shepherd Sunday. Welcome to another episode of Raising Hate. <laughs> a couple of sinners <laughs> trying to raise saints. You, you knew went, what I wanted to happen. You Is that what you wanted that to happen? That was awesome. That was what you it wanted to happen? It never works. You, were you mentally telling yes, me that? I was. That's so funny because I thought, you know what? Did you forget that you're going into the topic and no, we I was, haven't I was introduced actually, our podcast? I was doing that yet? on purpose. Look at you. We look, killed the we killed us. we killed the whole little thing that we did, but look at that. Went really well. Wow. Yes, welcome to another episode. We are talking tonight <laughs> about I didn't finish the punchline. Oh sorry, go ahead, give me your punchline. <laughs> So, <laughs> so he, the, the, basically the thrust of his, he talked about shepherds and he dealt with shepherds from uh, the times of Jesus' time and how important they were. And 
And he talked about how, you know, our, the Pope is, is, is our shepherd of, of the church. He talked about bishops and priests, et cetera. But he said, but the, for him, after Jesus, he believes the most important shepherds, good shepherds, are parents. And of course, I had just spent some time in the workshop. And you he said was, he, he didn't wasn't even, at. He wasn't even at it. But that was totally the Holy Spirit because you kind had of, just talked all about that. Yes. I had just talked all about that, that we need to focus more on parents. And he just talked about how the importance of parents being good shepherds to their children and really kind of like focusing on the um, guarding their children's hearts and minds, especially from secular ideologies that clearly are in conflict with Christian teaching. That's awesome. That's a, it's obviously what we wholeheartedly believe in and what we try to talk about on our podcast and in our parishes and just the role, our role is so significant, not only just in our little families and our domestic church, but in the wider world, like this society needs good, strong families in order to, I mean, and this is like, I'm not skilled in this area or knowledgeable in this area of like sociology and psychology mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But from things I've read too, it does make sense that in order to build a strong society, you need to have a good solid family structure. You have to have good solid families. Somebody was, um, I saw something on, I've been seeing a lot of stuff actually on social media the last few days and maybe it's all, maybe this is all God kind of poking me in the forehead over and over and over again, but. It sounds horrible being poked in the forehead. Well, like waking up, you know? Ow. Yeah, that just, that just, Oops. I can't imagine God sticking his finger in your forehead. Like <laughs> Anyways, that. um, like somebody was just reposted something from, you know, somebody else type of thing, but it was like the idea of, um, maybe if people just focus more on raising decent children, like just spent. Like, may that the focus, if you have children, make that the focus of your life. Mm -hmm. Raising kind, decent human beings. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, everything, there's nothing more important Everything than that. changes. And actually, I was having this conversation with the kids not long ago, just talking about the problem of racism in our culture and how we, we change that by starting right here with our family and how do we relate to our neighbors, our friends, mm -hmm. our family. That's how the world changes. Yes, we do. Do we need to have people who are fighting, you know, and advocating on people's behalf? Sure. Absolutely. That's not, that's not negating the importance of that, but how do we truly change a culture yeah. is, is by each individual family. I, people just get, you know, I, I have this debate with folks all the time. It's minor, but I just try to trying to wake them up a little bit. Everybody focuses so much flipping time on national politics. Mm. When the average person, per, person, the average person has very little impact on national politics. Uh, you know the, the expression "all politics is local." Well, that because you have far more that you you can you can have far more impact on your local politics. Well, guess what, folks? Guess what? You have even more impact on. Your family. Your family politics. And if everybody, right, exactly. And if every, <laughs> and, and again, maybe we're talking to the choir. I don't know. And I, um, we know a lot of you who listen to us and we probably don't know some of you who do, but the importance of just, this should be the priority for all of us. Focus mm -hmm. on your homes. And if you're spending a lot of time worrying about all the national stuff every single day, all day long, 
Imagine if you cut that back by 50% and put that through that energy into your family. On top of what you're already putting into your family, we hope. Right? I mean, that's a shepherd wouldn't, shepherds, why were they so important? And if they were a good shepherd, they were focusing on what? Their flock. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were aware of the, the wolves. They were the aware wolf. of the dangers, but not at the expense of the flock. It was to defend the flock. It was to protect the flock. It was mm-hmm. to nourish and take care of the flock. I think it's a good analogy. I think it's a great. I think it's a great analogy. I don't know what you're doing. And as I was driving to church alone with the eight children <laughs> this Sunday morning. I, we try to, on the way there, if it's a significant Sunday, but even if it's not a significant Sunday, we try to, if we've been working on reading the readings ahead of time, which I've fallen off of that bandwagon. Uh, but it's been a crazy, a crazy few weeks over here. But, um, so, but the idea of just, Hey, today is good. Or I might say, does anybody know what day today is in the church? What are we celebrating? And sometimes they know, sometimes they don't, especially our older ones. Now we got them a copy of Magnificat. Mm -hmm. And so the oldest four, um, typically have been praying. And I mean, I've told them how to use it and said, you know, it's great to try to do morning and evening prayer or morning and night prayer or whatever, even just morning prayer or whatever you can do with it. There's lots to read in it. So I know they're using it because they'll say things like, hey, that was in the Magnificat this morning or, hey, that was blah, blah, blah. So um, sometimes they know, you know, what's what's coming up because they've already done the morning prayer for Sunday or whatever. So anyway, we were on the way to Mass talking about the Good Shepherd, just kind of asking questions like, what does a shepherd do and how does Jesus do that with us? And you know, the idea of the lost sheep and every family has one of those, right? <laughs> most, most families, most families I think do, and maybe not like a lost sheep, like lost, lost, but at different times of life, I think we can find ourselves well, the lost sheep. Can everybody fall into that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure. trying to look at a family because we're talking about the family. <laughs> um, but I think there's, we can look at our own families and think, yeah, like I've been, a, I've been the lost sheep at times in my own spiritual life. I felt lost or, you know, and I think to my parents, they've been those shepherds to me, call me back mm-hmm. to the faith. And we hope to be able to do the same thing with our children. If they stray at all from the path that will be, you know, like acting as that shepherd second, of course, to Jesus, but Jesus' hands and feet that we're trying to reach out and kind of bring them back into the fold, fold well, of the family, fold of the church. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, um, and part of that, and we've talked about this stuff. So, you know, obviously when you're talking about parents and parenting and families and stuff, sometimes we're going to repeat things here and there, hopefully with different context. But, you know, really kind of, again, you know, your kid, if your kids, especially if your kids are going to public schools or they're involved in anything in the public, in the secular sphere. And again, we're not called to put our heads in the sand and close ourselves into, you know, little communes. I'm, you know, if that's your thing, God bless you. Good luck. Um, we're called to be in the world, not of the world. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, kids, your kid, when they get jobs and stuff, they're going to be, they're going to be exposed to the world and not always the nicest part of the world. And so we need to be stepping into that. That's why communicating with your kids is so important, but also proactively 
especially with older kids, talking about secular society. What are the latest things that are going on? Now, our kids are mildly sheltered in this sense. We don't let them on social media. I mean, we just, mm-hmm. that is a rule in this house because it's far more, it will do far more damage than good for their souls and their minds, and their mm-hmm. hearts. Um, but they, they're more aware now and they pick up things here and there and they hear us talking about things. So it's important for us to guard their hearts and their minds as good shepherds, as, as parents, and talk through some of these, anything that's happening in the current events, but to do so through the lens of the Catholic faith for us, or at least at, through the, from the Christian perspective, at the very least, for those of you who aren't Catholic, um, and to make, and which means we've got to be staying up to date. We've got to be looking to our, in this case, our Catholic leaders and seeing what are they saying about what's going on in the world today and testing everything as Peter said, St. Peter said, right? Test everything. Um, yeah. What are you doing that? You don't know that? Sure. I don't remember yeah, where he said that. I think that. he said test, test everything. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm I, not sure. I had a thought it and great. it was it was Yeah, <laughs> it keep was going. Kind of, yeah, I'm just going to keep sipping my quiet, wine listening. Go. No, is that the, go where? I mean, where do you want me to go? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> go away. <laughs> I'm not done with my wine yet. <laughs> no, I think, you know, not to we don't want to beat a dead horse. No, here no, no. Because yeah. there's only so much time we can spend. There's on only it. so but many bosses do... in the world. <sighs> I don't, that's such a weird expression. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. Did I we, think we every did, time. It no, just, no, we never came to the, like, we've never we looked never, it up, though. We didn't look it I up. I still don't know what that. No. I wonder if it's something it to do with horrible. Our, doesn't it sound like a racing it's gotta be analogy, right. though. Kind of hitting like it. The beating wood. a horse. Yeah. Or even, or even like in the olden days when they rode around on a horse. And you'd beat the horse like to so go. The, is beating is the hitting right? with the whip? I would think or the so. Stick whatever they hit it with. Yeah, I think Wouldn't it has a name. Think, I think we're making this up, but I think it sounds really, really accurate. It's a good guess. Hmm. But I, um, yeah, I think there's something. I think we mentioned this last week too, just about something about like being the shepherd. Obviously, both of us parents need to. We shepherd in different ways. Like we guide them in different ways as mother and father. It's why we complement each other. And together we lead them in our, with our different gifts and our different, you know, whatever, what we bring to the table as mother and father. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else I was going to say about that. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> together we kind of, but, but it's, not, it's not like, like Jesus is the good shepherd. He alone is the good shepherd. Like as we parent, we parent together and we, and we shepherd the kids in different ways. Like we each have our different ways of relating to the kids. Oh, sure. We, we, that's the point I was just trying to make. Like we have different conversations sometimes. Sometimes. Different person. Overreact to something and. Stop beating yourself up. We both overreact. We're beating over, a stop beating the dead dad. horse. <laughs> We're both overreactors. We're just, you know, I've I've gotten a little better with that. Like spills in the kitchen. I used to freak out. They don't bother me as much because they're so commonplace. This that was it a just, gigantic it, glass of yeah, cranberry juice. No, you were not there the day <laughs> oh. that the cranberry juice. Timmy had oh, whole, was balancing yeah. cra- literally. Yeah, he was balancing a glass of cranberry <laughs> juice on the pull-out drawer freezer so that he could get ice oh, no, in I, it. I came to. The, I was there for the aftermath of that. I spent I two 
hours. No, because the plumber was there that day working on the bathroom. And I apologized to him because I was in such disarray (laughs) because the glass shattered and the cranberry juice went underneath the fridge. A good shepherd. So I had A good shepherd wouldn't have allowed that to happen. I literally cleaned glass and cranberry juice for two hours. Two hours I cleaned glass because I had to move the entire fridge out. Yeah, I came downstairs for- for the ending of that. Remember I had to help you with the fridge. We, there was something because, that was going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't leveled. Yeah, no, yeah. It's still not. And that's why the door doesn't shut. Yeah, it was so, only so. after I moved the fridge that it doesn't shut. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. If the good shepherd had been more watchful. Cranberry juice wouldn't have fallen. Oh, really? And the is fridge, that what it is? The fridge will is still that, be level right is that, now. Is that what's happening here? The good <laughs> shepherd didn't watch. Jesus, why weren't you watching Timmy? It was your turn. anyway i digress cranberry juice cranberry juice is wonderful it fights away utis (laughs) but it's i'm just saying that's why we started started giving it to the our youngest girls who were really struggling in the summer with like a good little dehydration and utis and so i put them on a regimen of straight cranberry juice like a small amount every day and that has worked miraculously. No, no more antibiotics. What a pivot! A pivot from you harassing me for Fair not enough. saving the glass before it shattered and went yeah. underneath the Sorry. refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to say something else? I'm, I'm done. Else. I'm done with the cranberry juice rant. <laughs> it's very good with a splash of vodka, though, or a splash of cranberry in your vodka if you roll them that way. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about the Good Shepherd? No, no. I, I just, it was, I, I'm, I mean, it's, you know, I, no. It was, it was, so, a, it was a very good homily. It, the, the priest who gave the homily, it was very good. He was very specific. He talked about watching out for kind of socialist ideologies and like any kind of, he just mentioned a few different kind of things to be aware of, but his big, basic thrust was, you know, moms and dads. I mean, you are, you know, with grace, you are the line of defense. I mean, and it's our job to protect our children, mm-hmm. to watch out for the wolves. And I just, I just, A, I was felt very affirmed because I had just been focusing on, you know, in the workshop, but then just as a father, I just was, it just really kind of, I needed to hear that. Not that I don't believe it already, but it was good to hear that, right? It's always good to be kind of almost get like a pep talk and mm-hmm. like keep fighting the good fight because it's, it's, it's tiring mm-hmm. and there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this world right now that are direct attacks on the family. For sure. Direct attacks on kids, children. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we, it seems like not enough parents are stepping up into the gap. Maybe out of fear, maybe, maybe they're tired because I think that's what it is for so many parents. They're just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think sometimes parents are kind of like that silent majority. We're just kind of quiet, a little too quiet sometimes. And I think he was kind of trying to say, Let's, you know, band together. I think you were saying that, like, we do this together. And it's not just you and I do this together, but parents of goodwill, we need to make sure we hold on to what we have in common, which is wanting what is best for our children, ideally helping our children to become saints and working together on making that happen, especially when society sometimes kind of pushes back on that and undermines that. Yeah, that's my speech. That's my rant. So speaking of homilies, so... As I was sitting at work today, my coworker looked at our pastor and said, oh, your homily was so good this Sunday. And she turned to me and said, wasn't it great? And I said, um, 
And he looked at me and he goes, she wasn't listening. I was like, in fairness, I had all eight kids by myself. So I had Celeste and Timmy just totally being their crazy selves and I was wrestling them and then who had to go to the bathroom and everything else. And that was all in me. So I said, so I said, remind me what, what he said again. And so she started talking about it and he was just listening and laughing. Cause I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was good. He's like, you're lying. Cause I'm always <laughs> criticizing him. And he's like, you're, you're so what he, he called me. Oh, he said my sarcasm was Oh, what was the adjective he used? And I said, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) He was meaning to insult me. He was saying how I was harassing him. And then at one point he said, um, at one point today in one of our conversations, he said, and this is why I became celibate. And I said, oh, I would never have married you anyway. So don't worry about it. It's a great, great working relationship we have. But um, his homily, his homily did focus differently, which I was neat to hear you come back and give that, that perspective. He focused on priests and deacons and bishops as the shepherds, mm-hmm. but how they're they're just human and they're sinful mm. and that they need prayers. And he really did a call out to please pray for us. Like we, he said, it it sounds self-serving when I ask people to pray for me, you know, and I don't like to do it a lot, but we need, the clergy need your prayers. It's very hard. We're under attack. So just like the family's under attack, obviously we know priests. I mean, just look what's happening around the world Mm -hmm. and that priests are under attack. The priest said when he did his little, little section on Priests and bishops, he said the same thing. Said the same he said, thing. Make sure you pray for us. It yeah. was quick. It was kind of throwaway, but it was important to hear it. But yeah. that's what he kind of focused on that nice. of just how Jesus is the good shepherd, but you know, he gave us this beauty. And then he focused on vocations mm. and pray for vocations and um, but how it's really important. And it's really important that our children see us pray for our priests and deacons and bishops and pope also. So I know we do that at mass. It's like built in. Oh, the phone's ringing. It's the first time it's ever happened. Wow. You can press that button, though. There's no button. The phone, Where is it? The phone's not near oh, me. This is so annoying. Oh, it's over there. Oh, it's my mom. Mom, you're calling right now when you listen to the podcast. Her you debut can't. on Raising A. <laughs> Mom's debut. In a very annoying way. No, it's not her fault. She doesn't know we're podcasting. Mom, I'm so sorry. My mom is so sweet. She's coming over tomorrow. Oh, Hello. Yeah, so you're on the podcast. You're live on Raising Eight. You're live on Raising Eight. The phone was ringing and Michael made me answer it while we're Raising Eight has now become a call-in so talk that, show. So that it's like a talk show. So I'll, on speaker. I'm not putting her on speaker. Put her on speaker. I'm, he wants me to put you on speaker. Do you want to say hello on the podcast? Then you can listen to it later. No, you're embarrassing her. She doesn't like to be the... No, I'm not. I know my mother. She does not like to be the center of attention. Then don't call in. Don't call in. She didn't call into the podcast. She called our home phone number for Pete's sake. But nobody can call the home phone because we this might is, be podcasting. We might put you on speakerphone. This, this could have been an epic moment. This now it's just going to be an epic fail. All right, mom. I'll call you back. We're almost done. Love you. Bye. How dare you put my mother on the spot like that? I was hoping. She might have said yes. She does not like to be put on the spot. But she might have said yes. Well, she might have. My she mother would have did the same thing she did, though. Your mother would have definitely hung up the phone. Yeah, she would have hung up on me and never talked to me again. <laughs> and I can say this because I know she never listens to this. <laughs>
My mother just started My real father would, by the way, go on it. And your father would, too. how to actually listen. So she's listening now. Your mother's all in. Oh, she and by me, the way. She calls me when she's in the middle of listening and be like, <laughs> and she'll be like, you just said blah, blah, blah. And I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I'm so glad we're entertaining you. <laughs> it's clearly you. a squirrel podcast today. I love but, it. Um, it's a squirrel podcast? Kind of like, you know, squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we finally sold a couple of t-shirts. To my mom. <laughs> mom, thank you for your purchase of the t-shirt. By the way, and thank you, thank you, mom, for pointing out how bad I am yes. at keeping good website job, up to mom. date and Facebook up to date because she made the good point of it was she wanted to, to find, find a t-shirt. And we know that's what's holding everybody back. And you know what? In it's fairness fair. to it's, you it all, is fair. it is fair. I said, mom. Michael always complains about nobody buying them. I couldn't even find how to buy a t-shirt. And I said, my mom's like, can you send me the link? And I looked everywhere and I couldn't find how to buy our own t-shirt. Well, that's been resolved. Okay. Now it's been resolved. You can all go to our website. It's on the website and it's pinned pinned to the top on Facebook. And you can now find a t-shirt. Now the sales are going to go through the roof. Yeah, right. Through the roof. I still haven't had a chance to ask my uh, graphic designer to design the... The third T-shirt that's coming though. That you won't tell me what it is. Is this one you didn't tell me? What I think I did tell you what it was. No, do your duty. Yeah, I told you the. Oh, third T-shirt. I right, didn't tell you what, what it's going to be about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's going to be? I thought you had it. a different idea and you weren't telling me. There's something you didn't tell me. Oh, maybe that was it. Hmm. Maybe I told you. Maybe you did. I told you. All right. All right. It's well, a short episode. This is a great episode. I just of yeah. Craziness. I know. I, sometimes it's good to uh, listen. I know it's a little like duh. We but. need, but this is the thing. Some of the simplest things, though, we need to hear them again. Amen. And sometimes when you hear something simple that you kind of probably already knew, it's an aha moment. Like, oh my God, I never, I just never thought about it like that. That happens to me all the time. I hear things and then say, oh, wow, it hits me in a different way. So sometimes it's good to just repeat simple things. For sure. For sure. I hear people say that all the, all the time. I never say it. I just For have, sure. I have to get it in once in a while. For sure. I say for sure, don't I? You do. Yeah. I never do. So you I say can, plenty of different things. Sure. I just, but I, I wanted to say for sure. You just said sure. You do say sure. You just don't it's say for sure. For sure. For, for sure. sure. For sure. Oh, that's going to get weird. For sure. For school and seven Well, there it is. Ago. There it is. Maybe we'll think of a topic in advance next time and... No, that was a little more It was two minutes in advance. That's usually <laughs> how we come up with topics. Hey, people, though, really, people that are listening, please feel free to reach out to us and give us topics you would like to, they us never, to cover. They never do. They haven't Maybe done it. I asked. And I've never asked, though. And oh, I think that... Well, that's a good point. If I ask, I think they're going to do it. So if there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about anything, really. Do you have limits of what you would talk about? I might. I, I suppose I would talk about just about anything. Depends. Well, I, just about, I guess, is a good qualifier. Just about. Just yeah. about. Just about. Just about. Just Roundabout. About. For sure. <laughs> just about anything. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us <laughs> for another episode of Phrasing Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Wow. That was such a be weird good, way you said it. Be good shepherds. Pray <gasps> yes. for good shepherds. Pray for vocation. Pray for the good shepherds and all those prayers, all those prayers 
don't know. I was and all to, those prayers? I was going to try to point what, them all you, back I'm to so, the I'm good waiting. shepherd. I'm so literally like waiting. Pointing back to the, the good all shepherd. All those prayers will go to the good shepherd. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired from that basketball game. <laughs> uh, you need to ice your knees. I do. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us again. And God bless. <laughs>